Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the pilot episode of For the Record. I'm your host, Cassius Samuels, and I hope everyone is having a blessed day or night, depending on where and when you're listening to this right now. If you're new to this channel, and I'm sure you are because I just fucking made it, <laughs> do me a favor and hit that subscribe button and turn on the notification so you won't ever miss an episode when it gets uploaded. Now that that's out the way, let's start the show because today's guest is a good friend of mine that I met via social media and immediately hit it off with. You may know him from the Undiluted podcast, but I ended up meeting him through a mutual friend because he's a real big nerd like me who's into shit like Japanese anime, Star Wars, and all things superhero related. We also share similar interests when it comes to sports and politics, but most importantly, we share kinship when it comes to music. With both of us coming from a background where music was a big part of our lives and played a vital part in making us into the men we are today, I couldn't think of anyone better to bring on a podcast to just talk about straight up music today. Uh, during this sit down, we talk about Youngberg pistol whipping a female. We talk about some new album reviews and we even talk about some of our favorite female rappers in honor of Women's History Month that was unfortunately canceled due to the COVID crisis. For me, it was a very interesting conversation. And even though I recorded this a couple weeks ago and had some technical difficulties, so I couldn't put it out. Um, I hope you still enjoy it as much as I did. So, without further ado, allow me to present my homie, Chi-Town's own, Jared Perkins. What's up, brother? What's good? How you feeling, man? What you doing out here? Man, it's 6.30 out here. I'm chilling. Hell yeah, what you doing for your uh, quarantine and chill days, man? What you, what's keeping you busy? Man, I've just been binge-watching shows... Shit, playing a game when I can. Call of Duty was on. Uh, checking out Ozark right now. Ozark, yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts? You finished that yet? Nah, I'm only on like episode five. So yeah, I think I'm on like five or six too. So we about right around the same uh, area. What you think about it so far? Uh, it's pretty good. It's a one of those character-driven shows, like. The plot's not really anything like super spectacular or anything, but it's well written, the dialogue and the character development, all that good shit. So. Yeah, I kind of feel what you're saying, like the plot with the whole drug dealer working for the Mexican cartel thing is not nothing new, kind of a generic uh, theme or whatever. But mm. the writing, man, Jesus Christ, like the, the momentum of uh, events, the action and excitement I feel like is this might be my favorite season so far. I'm not sure because I haven't seen how it ended yet. Like I said, I'm probably halfway through, but I'm definitely not disappointed in any way with how this shit has played out. Great dialogue, great character shit, fucking great action, great memorable moments, like all the way. Yes, sir. I also been watching Black Lightning season three. That just dropped on Netflix last week. I binge watched All American season two. That was that's good. Check that out, people. So you just been doing a lot of binging up in the crib quarantine. <laughs> yep, doing a lot of binging. That's about it. On Facebook, as usual, like everybody. Right, right. Yeah, I've been kind of just doing a little bit of this at night myself. Uh, doing a little binge watching, like you said on Ozark. Uh, trying to watch this Tiger King shit. I'm not like 
all as into it as everybody seemed like that like they were trying to make it like it's it's a crazy story and shit so far i'm like on episode four so i'm on the exact same way that's just not really pulling me in i'm like yeah it didn't really it's not really pulling me in like yeah it's a crazy kind of story but i think i've, I've heard crazier you know what i mean so. just some bunch of weird random shit yeah. <laughs> Oh my, what the fuck? Yeah, it's some weird shit, but I'm gonna finish it out. You know what I mean? So I've been checking that out, uh, staying up with my Clone Wars, my DC television shit. Like I haven't been up. I'm not up to date on my Black Lightning or anything like that. Uh, I started season three. I wanted to be kind of close because of Crisis, but I haven't really got a chance to finish that up. Uh, really digging the Flash. They've uh, actually delayed most of the CW shows, I think, because of the coronavirus shit you know what i'm saying so yeah so they delayed flash yeah they they delayed the season finale episodes of the flash and supernatural and vampire diaries and a bunch of other cw shows that i can't really recall off the top of vampire my head diaries still around yeah i think so or no no not the vampire diaries uh legacies i'm sorry oh okay yeah yeah, yeah i'm sorry my, my kids stream Vampire Diaries all the time. Like, that's a real big thing in my house. So, like, it's not dead over here. <laughs> Put them up on the originals. That's better. No, I'm not a fan of the show. I've never watched it. I'm not a real big vampire head. You know what I'm saying? That's more up my uh, my cousin Reese's alley. She loves vampires and that kind of shit. And I'm not opposed to them, but I'm not, like, a vampire head or nothing like that. So. I'll fuck with them. I mean, remember um, Selma Hyatt? That's how you oh hell it. yeah, shit! Sam Hayek and uh, uh from Dust Till Dawn. Dawn. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, like yesterday when I was a kid, all them titties, boy. Uh, <laughs> Been in love with vampires ever since. Word up, word up! It was Jessica Rabbit that got me into titties, man. Like I was just having this conversation the other day about somebody posted. I think it was a homeboy, uh, Brandon Andrews. Shout out to him. Uh, he posted like some. Some gif image of like uh, from Robert Ra uh, Roger Rabbit, and I'm like, yo, that takes me back because Jessica Rabbit was like my first introduction to understanding that I'm a big titty guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, but yeah, man, like I guess we just kind of on the same page. Like you're still working and stuff, right? So your like pockets haven't really been too impacted by this COVID. Uh, crisis. Oh, I'm good. I I worked up until Wednesday. Shit, I've just been off for a couple of days now. Still getting paid. Oh, why are you still getting paid? So that's nice, man. Like I took yesterday off. They gave it off, but it was unpaid. But I figured with the uh, stimulus checks coming, and I got some other things in the work, I'll be all right. So it was cool getting a three day weekend off. Work on some projects. You know what I'm saying with the podcast and hanging out with the kids, shit like that. Yeah, I'm waiting on them Trump checks. <laughs> Ain't we all? And they stopped student debts, too? So student loans? <laughs> oh, yeah. The good thing is, too, like, you know, I'm on student loan in default right now. So they snatched my shit last year. But now that um, Trump put that shit on hold, I, was, I just coincidentally hadn't happened to file yet. I had motherfuckers taking care of some shit for me, representing me on some legal shit, trying to get some... uh. Get this shit completely dismissed by DeVry, because, hey, I ain't going to go to that rabbit hole. Y'all go Google that shit. DeVry got some bullshit going on. For sure. They might owe you some bread. Y'all look into that shit. They almost, got, they almost got me, too, bro, so I feel you, man. 
one of those moments that I'm really glad I didn't follow through with it after seeing how it fell through and shit. Because I, I got a buddy in the same situation as you. So, but it's a it's it's a good school. It was a good school. It was a good experience. I love the I learned a lot of shit there. Don't get me wrong, but hey, business is business. Cut the check. But anyway, <laughs> so um, now that I found out they put this shit on hold, I can actually go file my shit now, and these motherfuckers on pen this money to to handle this shit for me. They, I'm about to counsel their ass. Like, hey, I don't need y'all now. Hell so, yeah. So make that happen, man. Oh, yeah. I need that good 3000 or whatever. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then the two Trump checks. Shit. It's time for a new whip. Fuck it. Fuck it. But yeah, man, uh, let's go ahead and switch gears and dive into some music talk for, you know, when I brought you on, because, you know, we we constantly are shooting back, you know, thoughts on music and shit, uh, you know, discussing, you know, different albums or different co- concepts and themes that are prevalent throughout hip hop culture. You know, we get back and forth on the debates of like, you know, who's this, you know, how this album was that or whatever. So I thought you were somebody that I would have a great time talking to in a musical in-depth conversation because bless Rob's heart as, as knowledgeable and as uh, um, well thought out he is in the arena of music. We come from two very different genres of music. So mm-hmm. there's kind of like a, I can only discuss things so far because we only, we only overlap so far on, you know, who we all listen to together. You know what I mean? Me and you have more artists in common than me and Rob do. Okay. Well, so, he more to the hip hop underground shit. No, I mean I, I'm all the way underground. We just are on different areas of the underground. Like he's on the like horrorcore rap, um, some of the more uh, out, out outlandish types of the uh, subgenres of rap. I'm more of like a backpacker, uh, boom bapper, you know, classic, uh, you know, high conscious rap type dude. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm I'm on the Black Thoughts and the fucking Royce the Five Nines and shit like that. And he, while he fucks with those artists, you know, he fucks with like the Gmo Skis and the Tech Nines and you know, Echo and shit like that. You know what I mean? So. Okay. Okay. But um, I guess the first rapper to get touched by this COVID crisis shit so far has been the legendary Scarface. Uh, did you hear about that? Yeah, I was surprised to hear that, even though, you know, nobody's untouchable when it comes to this shit. But I saw him say, like, he couldn't breathe and some shit like that. I'm like, damn. He's used to the celebrity saying, oh, I don't have no symptoms, but, you know. Right. But yeah, yeah, it kind of... It, it, I won't I will say it caught me by surprise. I, I think what caught me by surprise is that we really haven't heard that more rappers and musicians have not trained... Uh, uh, got infected with this virus, you know what I'm saying? Because of how frequently they are in- mingling with other people, they're out moving on tours, they're doing interviews, like they're out hopping all over the place and shit. So that's what really would surprise me the most about that. Yeah, Slim Thug too, and um, also it debunked another myth because the first little myth about it was black people couldn't get it. That's right. <laughs> that, that was stupid as fuck. And the second <laughs> one was I saw some people saying people aren't getting it in states where the weather is nice, like hot or whatever. And um, this motherfucker's from Houston. Yeah, Texas hot as fuck. So <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's been so many myths and shit surrounding this. It's hard to 
really kind of put your finger on what you should really be concerned about if you have a hard time searching out information for yourself? Because you know there's a lot of people like in different situations and they just kind of take what they hear as fact all the time and they don't really look into it. So mm -hmm. it really sucks when people put misinformation out and get the masses all worked up into this hysteria to where now like you can't find disinfectant spray or fucking toilet paper or whatever because people are so goddamn panicky and you know, you know. I mean, I, I, I look into everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't be mad at the media because that's their job. You know, if I was, I was in the media. You know what I'm saying? I come trying to come up with shit to make a story out of in these times. You feel me? But I'm definitely not for spreading propaganda or no bullshit. But especially for money, because that's what a lot of this shit seems like. People just trying to get some spotlight, and then. At the same time, like they got something popping and shit. Like I'm seeing a lot of these uh, quarantine themed albums coming out and shit. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> One trend I'm liking though is these motherfuckers getting on live on Instagram. You know, got these. Everybody want to be a stripper now. All of a sudden, I mean, I ain't mad at you. I'm not mad at you either, <laughs> but it does seem like an abundance of strippers have just come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I just, man, I just seen. Uh, I think K. Michelle was on, on there showing her titties last night. Like, damn. Word? Damn. <laughs> yeah, everybody wilding the fuck out. Yeah. It, motherfuckers going nutty uh, on quarantine, man. Bouncing off the walls and shit. The Netflix series about this shit in like five, ten years. Shit gonna be dope. For sure, man. But uh, moving on from that, did you ever hear about the, uh, well, I'm, it wasn't that long ago, but did it come across your radar about the Young Berg situation uh, where, uh, pistol with the girl. yeah, pistol with the girl trying to rob him, and now he's like in all this whole big situation with the, uh, with her and her lawyer and the dudes that showed up at his house, like on camera, trying to jump over the fence and all that shit. Did you, you catch all that? I heard a little something about it. I mean, he's from Chicago. I, his name's Christian, went to CBS High School. I always heard dudes lame. I didn't even know the man still exists, you know, until he popped up on reality TV. And uh, I forgot somebody I used to fuck with at the time. You know, women fuck with that shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I never cared for the dude. But no, that's not what I brought the conversation of. It was more so to ask if you were in that situation uh, getting robbed whatever he, and according to his story she was trying to get to his pistol to take it mm -hmm. from him so you know they could get the, the robbery popping or whatever and shit and he got to the pistol first and pistol whipped her as a result of that and like as we seen the footage people jumping over the fence coming there like it looks like a straight setup you know what I'm saying so like my question is do you think in that situation, it's hard to judge because, like, we're, you never know what you're going to do in that situation until you're in it. But hypothetically thinking, you knowing yourself, do you think that you would have uh, had to pistol whoop a chick in that situation? Okay, well, I'll break it down for the people who might listen who don't think logically, only think based on emotions. Right. I'll break it down this way. I'm against domestic violence. I, I'm not for, like, if you're in a situation where you got somebody weaker in front of you, you don't have to beat the fuck out of them. Like you, especially you got a gun in your hand, you're in control. You talking about excessive force, like yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm just put that out there first. 
Oh, I can't speak for that man, but I know. I mean, myself. I'm asking you to speak for you, hypothetically, not not for Berg. Just put yourself in yeah. Berg's situation. Yeah, I mean, in that situation, it could go one or two ways. I mean, you can go based on, you know, if I got a horrible history with this motherfucker and they done done this shit, crossed the ultimate line after some bullshit already, you never know what you would do. But me, I know if I got a gun in my hand and I'm in control of the situation, I won't feel the need to pistol whip motherfucker. I don't care, man or woman. Like I'm, I got the gun. Um, bitch, you going to jail? Fuck this shit. I'm gonna keep it a bean. I'm gonna keep it a bean all the way right now. Like I wasn't in that situation, but in my mind, in a situation to where. I'm in a high. Uh, I'm in my crib. Chicks trying to take a gun from me. Like we're in a struggle over a gun. I can see myself fuck pistol whip. I can see myself just straight shooting her. You know what I'm saying? Like, Damn. yeah, like, <laughs> like in that kind of situation, if you lose control of that gun and she gets a hold of it, you're dead. You know what I'm saying? Right, they, that's they, why there's two niggas. There's two niggas outside waiting to get in here. If she gets a hold of that, and he didn't know that at the time. He's just dealing with her. He don't know there's two other niggas that just hopped over the fence waiting for her to pop the door open and shit. She's just sitting there trying to get it. So, in that circumstance, like, you goddamn right. Survival of, uh, survival is is owed to all of us, male mm-hmm. or female. If female trying to take your life, man, you got to do what you got to And that's not to, like you said, I echo everything you said with the domestic violence and excessive force and all that shit. But in life or death situations... You don't have time to weigh all that kind of shit. We have the luxury of kind of sitting here discussing it, but in the heat of the moment, bitch, motherfuckers getting killed. I don't give a fuck who you are. Don't try to take, don't try to take a gun from me. Right. I mean, it's, it depends on the, how it played out. If she kept trying to run up on the man, trying to get a hold of it, then he had no choice. Yeah. If you're trying to actively take a gun from me, I'm shooting you. I, I don't give a fuck. With the exception of a child. You're a grown man or woman. You're getting shot. Please don't try to take my gun. That's what I got to say about that. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it all depends. If she had two niggas outside trying to get in, damn. And that goes into a whole other thing. The way, the way the media portrays certain things, you had everybody coming down on the man. I can admit I said, damn, that's fucked up. You trash. But, um, and then more information came out, and it was like, oh, shit. Now I got to walk it back. <laughs> right. That's why I, I need to stop. Reacting to some of this shit these people be sharing. It's a daily it's a daily struggle for all of us, man. I get caught in it sometimes too. That's why with the Sokatano knows the news when they came out with Rosario Dawson, I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. man, they ain't getting me this time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I feel you on it. But um I don't know, man. I hopefully that's the way things really played out. And yeah, I hope there's a swifty resolution to the situation as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you get your ass blackballed, man. Oh yeah, it's over for you if it comes out differently. But with the video evidence and uh, everything going on, I think it's I think it's pretty plain to see Berg was defending himself. You know what I mean? And there happened to be a woman involved. That's unfortunate, but you know. Niggas are not stupid. They like to use pretty women to set dudes up because they know that's the easiest way to get a dude to drop his guard. You know what I'm saying? So y'all had, had a little chick out here before back back then. I was younger. Asked me to help set a nigga. I said, "Hell no, the fuck." Yeah, they do that, man. They do that. I know a dude that went on a trip to I think it was Cuba, 
and he got down there and he's talking about yo these chicks at the bar want to have a threesome it's all love da, 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 da. next morning he posted about how he got robbed and i and i felt bad for him but i couldn't help but tell him like bro your game ain't never been that ill why did you think it was that ill in cuba <laughs> <laughs> Like, you, sh- you almost deserve to get robbed thinking that, they're like, you just go to Cuba, all of a sudden it's popping off. No, nigga, you American. They robbed you. <laughs> they saw you. They marked you, bro. Use a mark. But that's neither uh, here nor there. Still, motherfuckers, man, just just take these little thotties to a hotel, man. He, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like, the little chick I just mentioned, she was like. He got robbed at the hotel, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, it woke up and all it, like all his money and shit was gone. <laughs> but what's even worse, though, you take them to your crib. Oh yeah, but man, see, as a celebrity, that's a whole different discussion. Like, cause I feel, I think I would feel safer in my crib, but then also you can't be bringing strange women to your crib at the same time. But you don't want to take the chance to go out to the hotel too, and be seen, paparazzi, you know, all that kind of crazy shit. So like, I understand the delicate situation they're in. Go somewhere that's kind of familiar, or you go to the area where you know the niggas ain't gonna get away with no shit. Hmm. You know, you you then came in and booked the room and everything. And if you look too suspicious, they gonna call them people on your ass. Go take them to that type that type of hotel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving on from that, let's talk about. Uh, okay, so coronavirus has come along and basically made everybody forget that there was supposed to be winter and made everybody forget that this was Women's History Month. So I thought it would be cool of us to kind of have a quick discussion, give some shout out to some um, of our favorite female rappers. You know what I mean? Active or not active. doesn't matter if they're legacy acts or uh, out here putting it down now. You know what I'm saying? I thought it would be interesting to shed some light on the the, the female ill ill contributors of the the culture. Hmm. I mean, I got it. That's a decent amount of female LCs I fuck with. I feel like uh, Rhapsody, she ain't get enough love. Never gets enough love. She's my favorite at the at, right now. So yeah. Um, that album was dope as hell. I like the concept of it. You know, she named the tracks after dope historical women. So uh, I think it should have got even more love. This being Women's History Month, but um, they y'all ain't heard it. Go check it out, dope ass MC. Uh, and then another, I ain't even just saying this because I fuck with her, but um, you know, Brianna Breezy City. Y'all should check her out. Her music dope, dope ass artist, sing and rap, dope as fuck. But um, who else? Then old girl from All American, um, coincidentally, she plays uh, the character Scoop. Her name is also uh, Breezy, but she spell it like a Bree with a hyphen and a Z. Okay. I think she was on Empire before too. Dope female MC. There's a lot of them out there, man. We gotta show them more love. For um, sure. That's mad. I forget this one chick, man. God, like I was trying to think of her earlier th- this morning when I was thinking about asking you this question, and I still cannot think of her name, but she's a New York uh, underground female rapper, and she's got like bars, bars on like a Rhapsody level. I think she could give Rhapsody a run for her money, but she's like totally unsigned, unrecognized hype type deal, and uh, I love those kinds uh, of uh, 
rappers just in general, whether they're male or female, just the fact that she's, she's a female is that much more impressive to me. I'm uh I'm very excited about the female rap game right now, man. Uh, there's more active female rappers than there have ever been doing all kinds of different genres of music, even though I don't really subscribe to a lot of them because they just don't make the kind of music that I personally enjoy. I think it's dope as fuck that women are finally getting a foothold in the culture and monetizing it and making money and, you know, changing the world and stuff. But for me, like, uh, some of my favorite all-time female rappers, just like the legends, Queen Latifah, The Brat, uh, Lauren Hill, even though she's kind of not a rapper to me, she's more of a singer. She did some rapping, but... Uh, who else? Uh, I said to Brad, uh, of course, Rhapsody. She's one of my current favorite uh, favorites. Um, I fuck with Snow, the product, man. She's uh, super talented, even though, again, she doesn't make music that's for me. But she can rap her ass off. When she features next to some lyrical killers, she gets her shit off. You know what I mean? So I respect her for that. Um, who else? What about Missy Elliott? MC Light. MC Light for sure. MC, uh, MC Light fucking... Missy Elliott, fucking Jean Grey, um, like all, all of the pioneers, all of the staples, man. Like shout out to all of them. They are they are all in, influential in their own way. You know what I'm saying? I gotta be real though. Like I I don't fuck with like Nicki Minaj's personality, but I say like 09, 2010, 2011, like she was coming with bars. Like she you throw um track with like some of the hottest MCs at the time, or rappers, whatever you want to call it, at the time, like she get on there and be holding her own, spend some hot ass shit. Yeah, I mean, so I, what... I don't really remember a whole lot of the mixtape Nikki days because, like I said, she's never. I hate her personality. I won't say I hate. She annoys the fuck out of me. Her, she's like pre Cardi B, and then Cardi's like a Nikki clone, and then everybody else is a Cardi B clone in minds and shit, but. Fucking, That's the thing, though, man. Yeah, she just pissed those, me, those women are those women playing characters, and it's getting them, it's keeping them rich. Yeah, and it's goofy. I hate it, and like that's another double standard in life. But you know, because we would we would kill a male for doing that kind of shit, making a character of themselves, like going out here acting all goof, like riff raff. You know who that is? Yeah, I know who Buddy is. Yeah, yeah. We kill niggas like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just a character. He's just a fucking character of himself. And he's getting paid off of it. He tours. He makes mad loot and shit. So, like, when I see this kind of shit, too, and, it, and it's redundant. Like, we got Cardi, we got Meg, and we got a dozen other chicks that sound almost exactly like them. You know what I mean? And... Like I said, that music ain't for me, but there's a whole a whole audience for it, and I get it. I'm not hating. I just it ain't for me. On the opposite end of the spectrum, as far as like somebody like Nick, is like I love her personality and the shit she's into, but I can't really get into her music. She sings you as fuck though. Shout out to her. But um, like she in anime, she college girl, like she just yeah. Damn, nigga, you about to bust on the air or what? <laughs> man, you seen me? <laughs> oh, you still motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of dope ass female MCs out here, man. People sleep. 
they sleeping for real. But, I mean, not so much anymore. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, they have a really good foothold right now in the game. They're being more recognized than ever. Like, hip-hop is more alive than it could ever be in so many ways. And that's why I hate when people try to say, real hip-hop is dead and all this other shit. No, it's Because not. it's definitely not dead. It's definitely not dead. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's just not even when, not just when it comes to women, obviously, like, period. Yeah, like, just period. Yeah, there's like rap is, not I mean, even, hip-hop is the number one genre of music in the world right now. Yeah, niggas sleep on, um, like, when Kendrick got hot. Like, I had been on Kendrick shit. I had been on Cole shit. I've been on Chris shit way before they was popping. Right. And it was nice to see them blow up. Yep. But at the same time, you know, I, when I was rocking with Kendrick, I was fucking with Absol, yep. and, and uh, Schoolboy Q and all of that shit. Shout out it to TDE, nice. Reason, out there doing his thing too. Right, it was nice to see Kendrick bring all of them up with him. And um, it's like, you can tell, I don't, don't want to dive into some whole other shit, but... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I pay attention to lyrics a lot. A lot. That's the. I don't give a yeah. fuck how fast you can rap. Yeah. I mean, if I ain't feeling the words, I don't give a fuck. That's yeah. why I don't. I ain't into the whole Eminem the goat because he be rapping fast and all this shit. If I'm not feeling the word, I don't give a fuck. You can rap a million of them motherfucking words in one minute. Yeah, we can stop with the Eminem is the goat shit. Like, Eminem is definitely one of the best. If you just want to talk about straight rapping ability, he's definitely one of the best rappers to ever, 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 ever rap. When you get when you get props from Rakim, who I consider to be a top five all-time GOAT MC, probably top three, you are a dope rapper to me, period, point blank. Like, I take that endorsement very high and shit. That being said, yeah, this nigga's not a GOAT. Top, you know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> he's in the top ten. I'll give, I'll give him top 15 right now off the top, man, but I think I can name at least at least 10 better rappers than Eminem in my mind. Yeah, well, it, it, when it... I don't want to say, like, damn, I miss the old Eminem shit like that. I know artists hate hearing that shit. Yeah, but, and I hate saying that as a fan, too, because sometimes they try to give us the old shit, and it ain't like the old shit, you know what I'm saying? True. <laughs> Like this Jeezy shit that just dropped, but that's a whole other story. Nah, we can get into that. I, I wanted to touch on the album reviews. Uh, the, we had a bunch of shit just come out this week. Party dropped the album. Uh, Jeezy dropped the EP. Joyner dropped the album. I like what P and um, Party Next Door, I like what he's trying to do, but it's like, I don't know if it's the connection to Drake that kind of makes no disrespect for him. It kind of made me look at him like, damn, you come off like a poor man's weekend. So you think this album, I mean, Weekend's album is better than this one? I can't really too much get into Party Next Door's music, man. I can't really get into it all that much either, to be honest. He's he's dropped a bunch of Lucy's for this uh, rollout leading up to this. Mm -hmm. Um I was kind of just in the middle of the way. Like, they weren't bad songs, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to rush back to these and replay them when I'm trying to get busy with my girl or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, Weekend's album didn't really do me like that either, to be honest. Um, they I were like about there. Like, I, I like it. I'm not saying it was a bad project. But other than two or three songs, and one of them he put out before the album came out, I'm really not gonna bump much from it, like replay wise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, weekend. It took a while for his transition to pop to grow on me, but now it's finally like, yeah, I'm digging this shit. 
Like, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's what it is, the the pop switch, man. I'm not really a poppy guy. See, me, I'm an 80s kind of dude. Like, I'll, I'll vibe anything from the 80s. I mean, I'll vibe to it, but it's not like something I'm going to go to is what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to go to my Roy shit. I'm going to go to my fucking uh, uh, Conway and Griselda shit. Like, I'm going to go to that shit. I'm not going to go back to this, like, mediocre poppy shit. It's like, it's got a little catchy tune to it, but eh, really no depth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like I say, I call Weekend like a ratchet Michael Jackson. <laughs> I ain't heard that before. <laughs> if Mike was born in the '80s, we probably would have had him as the weekend. You never know, shit. It just happened to be a good dance and shit. This this nigga get on the track, sound all popish and vibey. Hop on the track. Never need a bitch on what a bitch need. Like damn. Yeah, that was my shit. That's my favorite track, man. He opened the track with that shit. I'm fucking almost fan fanboyed out. Like, uh, that's my new anthem. <laughs> I sent that shit to my wife immediately Like, uh, check this out And she was mad She texted me back like You know, this song is about getting pussy, right? And being a hoe Why would you send me this shit? <laughs> <laughs> now, that's one thing I say about The weekend. He's staying true to himself As far as being a player and doing drugs and shit, though <laughs> Hell yeah With his lyrics I, can, I, I guess I can feel that, that, man I think I I agree with you that I like him better than Party. I'll, I'll give you that. As far as the two albums, I'm underwhelmed with them both. You know what I mean? Same way with Joyner. Uh, even though I enjoyed the album, I had 75% of it like a year and a half ago, though. So, <laughs> so Joyner Lucas is cool. No, I love Joyner, man. I think his rap ability is dope. He's very creative in the way that he does his visuals for his videos. His delivery is unique in a time where everybody's trying to be cookie cutter and like blend in and just to like the same lane and shit. He's very innovative with his flow, his technique, his content, all of that. So I really fuck with Joyner, but I'm disappointed in this album just for the simple fact that 75% of it I've been listening to for a year and a half to two years now. And. Was he putting those tracks out himself? Yes, he was putting them out. Like, over the last two years, he's been putting out Lucy's. Like, he he started with I Love, then he did uh, a bunch of other tracks up up, up until the album release, and he did, like, eight or nine tracks that way. The the album is, like, like 16 or 17 tracks long. It's got a bunch of skits on it, and then there's, like, three or four new songs on it. In two years, that's a lot of time. I can see if it was like one year. Yeah. So, and he's been teasing this album for that long, like for two years. Like, I'm going to drop this album, I'm going to drop this album, my album coming, my album coming. And he's just been putting these out. So now he drops the whole album. And it's a dope album. If he'd have gave it to me two years ago when he was dropping these fucking songs. <laughs> oh, man. But the nigga, the nigga J Electronica made his way 10 years though and i was underwhelmed by that too <laughs> like for a 10 year wait and like after all these years of people putting you on, on this upper echelon of the top tier mcs like we've been people have been talking about jay electronica like he's the candy man of the rap universe and shit like you can't say jay electronica's name because he'll just show up and tear you the fuck up because he's one of the illest ever and i've never understood that shit can you break it down for me well i do I'm always be honest. Like I, it might sound fucked up to some people, but I always heard J Electronica shit, and to me, 
he didn't sound like more spectacular than like a lot of the rappers that I was, you know, that I'd be fucking with. Um, like I said, I, I listened to this album he just dropped with Jay-Z. And then you listen to shit like Watch the Throne. I feel like Kanye kind of outshined Jay-Z a little bit on Watch the Throne. And, um... You say you say that? Hold on, I want to stop you real quick. You say that knowing that Kanye didn't even write his shit for Watch the Throne? He didn't write his shit. Kanye is on record as having ghostwriters all the time for, like, everything, bro. (laughs) Maybe hooks and shit like that. I think Kanye writes his own verses. But... Like I was saying, Jay Electronica, I was trying to figure out, like, damn, why people act like this dude just so spectacular and I'm hearing these raps and it just sounds like some, like, I ain't going to call it basic, but some shit that I know Fab or somebody would come and demolish that shit. But, um, so it turns out he's from Louisiana and shit. So I'm like, okay, y'all ain't used to hearing an MC from down south sound this good. So that's why motherfuckers is blown away, like, like, you know, I heard Crick, he from Mississippi. He had a Mississippi MC spit like he do. Like, damn, okay. So, if Jay Electronica would have been, you know, like a New York cat his own life, I don't think motherfuckers would have looked at him like, okay, damn, he just stand above the rest. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he because, was, like, he came out. I think the reason why he got so mystified is because he came out he had Jay on his side. He dropped a, a, a bunch of ill songs. Like, I'll give him that. Back in the day, back in, like, 2009, 2010, he dropped a, a, a sequence of dope-ass features and songs. And that's why got people so worked up. And then he disappeared. And, like, so many artists these days, they think that they have such this longevity that they can disappear for 10 years and just do a couple songs and then come back out and everybody's going to love them. And over that whole 10 years he's been gone, people people been like building him up, building him up, building him up. So you know what? he comes back with Jay-Z. And look, listen, that album was less than 40 hour, forty minutes long. And he on, and, and Jay-Z was on half the album. He didn't even give a shit. You know what, though? Like I was about to say, um, this is the thing, too. He's obviously a super humble guy, and he's like the ace boogie type. He don't want to be famous. He don't want the spotlight. And people like shit like that. So, that, people like that who are talented, but also at the same time forever humble. Introverted like, is what you're looking for. It ain't got shit to do with humble. You hear them bars? No, you, you listen to what he talk. He humble as hell. Like, dude, that's a humble dude. Nah, he, like, ain't, sound, he ain't sound humble when Joe Button was telling him that we was disappointed in his album. I think he was being honest. I never listened to your shit. Blessings be to, be to you, King. I don't know. I don't know ten niggas that heard Joe Budden shit, but they listen to the Joe Budden podcast. Right, there's a, there's a lot of that shit, man. But you're talking to a nigga right now that's been an avid Joe Budden fan, and you can't really tell me that you haven't heard nothing with Joe Budden on it when he's been part of Slaughterhouse. He's done a lot of shit, and, the, and throughout rap culture, him getting punched in the face by Raekwon and shit. Like you've heard of Joe Budden, you know what I mean? Like he's been in the news for fucking. 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I, but be real, Joe Budden was never that, like, hot in Chicago. Oh, yeah, I can see that. He's, he's an underground New York rapper. I, I can see that. And he has got, like, a cult following and shit. But, but everybody was bumping that pump it up shit. 
Yeah, that was just his first big single. And that shit's trash. And he gets jokes for that all the time. That ain't even the point shit. The point is, between them two, Jay Electronica has zero albums and Joe Button got 15 or 17 or some Joe shit. Button, you know what I'm saying? But even though I said what I said, you know, no disrespect to him, but Joe Button is a dope ass MC. He raw as fuck with me on the bars and punchlines and shit. Okay, well, on his behalf, I'm going to accept that. I'm going to accept that appreciation. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah I, I think um Jay Electronica is a genuine dude like he's he's genuinely a humble dude and what it sounds like to me the way this album came about was Jay Z was like man because you know he was one of the first artists he signed to Rock Nation damn near ten years ago along with J Cole and he probably presented it to him like man you come on man you just gotta do one album damn I didn't even realize that you just said that shit all casually like he got Jay Electronic and NJ and, uh, and J Cole and Rhapsody like lo- low key Jay Z got like the camp dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man hey for so real he, um, yeah and it and it I love the fact too that he ain't just look to New York for artists like. You know, Cole, a lot of niggas don't realize that Cole from North Carolina and shit. But um, if you look at the credits, I mean, you look at the track listing for this Jay Electronica album, you don't even see featuring Jay-Z on that one time, yet Jay-Z is on every motherfucking track. Yeah, well, we knew before it came out it was going to be a collaboration record or whatever, so... I didn't know shit. Well, well I knew. <laughs> it, it, it was announced and shit, so it wasn't a surprise and when he came out on my... That's what I'm saying. Just after 10 years, you come out with an album that's half half Jay-Z and half you, which means there's 10 songs, which means you basically put one verse per song. So you put 10 verses. You basically made five songs. You put out an EP, and that's not an album. So I'm really pretty disappointed in that. And closing this out, like... Like I said, I was underwhelmed. It's a decent I'll, album. I'll, I'll, I, there's shit I love on it. I'll replay it. I, I will bump some tracks off of it, but I was pretty underwhelmed and disappointed by it. I gave it a, a three out of five mics, I believe. And I, I, I think I got an explanation for J Electronica, though, as far as the way this shit played out. The way this whole thing played out. He might be, because, you know, I, I'm i an artist myself. I make music shit like, well, I used to make music. I can right now if I really wanted to, but I ain't my vibe right now. Anyway, Jay Electronica might be one of them type of artists who I've seen this before. Raw as fuck and making verses and, and you know, doing their thing. But it's hard for them to make a hook. Or an album, yeah. Or come up with a concept for even a damn song. One song. Yeah. So he might be that type of artist who he like, man, I ain't never gonna make no album because I ain't really good at, you know, putting no hooks together or throwing no or coming up with a whole vibe for a whole album. I can relate to that. I'm the same way. I'm just a rapper. I like to rap. I like to put words together and make them sound cool, say cool shit. But as far as like putting an album together and all that shit, like I'm not like I don't have no no interest in doing that. I just like spitting. I've done it, but I just don't like that ain't my thing. Man, I love it. But we gonna move on. That's a whole nother story. Right, right. Well, man, we are getting close to our allotted time. So closing this out, just tell me real quick, what do you what did you rate the J Electronica album? And then tell me what's worse to you, ghost writing or biting? And then we'll, well get out of here. I don't do number ratings. Like I I'll just go based on like this applies to music and movies. Either I was feeling it or I wasn't. 
And if there's some shit that was deeply flawed about some shit, then I'll point that out. But um, for the most part, I like the Jay Electronica album. I feel like Jay-Z definitely, Jay-Z most def had better verses that um, I was feeling more. And it's pretty intriguing to hear like Jay-Z's growth, especially being somebody who's been listening to him since I was a kid. So, like he, you know, I think it's pretty cool to be able to get on a track, brag about your son and shit. Like, name my son, sir. You gotta call my son, sir. That boy already, what'd he say? He already knighted. He's still in the rumper. Like, he's just talking cocky shit, bragging about his family. And at the same time, he be putting people up on knowledge about certain shit here and there. You feel me? So I, I feel like Jay-Z in role model mode right now. Talk to me about the Jay Electronica album, though. So you was feeling it. Yeah, I'm saying Jay Z versus on Jay, the album. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that. Jay Z is immaculate, man. He he's a he's a top three, and uh, to a lot of people, he's the greatest rapper of all time. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't expect nothing less from Jay Z. You know, that's why I said it's it's kind of hard to judge this album because Jay Z killed it. So like, I'm really just interested Jay in, in Jay Electronica. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that's just that's just a a big note something that I observed that Jay-Z is evolving. Now, as far as Jay Electronica, um, I'm seeing a lot of people that's even like diehard fans of him saying that he didn't come with his best on his album. And me, I haven't really heard a lot of Jay Electronica shit, so I wouldn't know. But I feel like he did pretty decent. I mean, not, not one of his verses I would say was whack or no shit like that. Like, Joe Budden is kind of exact. Well, I ain't gonna say kind of. Joe Budden is exaggerated when it comes to that album. Because Jay Electronica did his thing. It's just, it would have been nice to hear him actually do some, you know, do more hooks or, you know, display some shit that give you the vibe like, okay, this this man's album. But, you know, he just stuck to his, his verse thing. You feel me? And, um, I don't know. Maybe they, he was trying to aim for the whole, you know, when uh, Raekwon and Ghostface did they tag team album back in the day and shit. Uh, maybe that's what they wanted to do. But um, I mean, anything. If it, like I said, if there's anything I would change about it, I would have liked to see more of Jay Electronica's identity on the album. I mean, I think he tried to do that a little bit. Had Farrakhan on the, you know, the snippets with him talking and shit. That was cool. But um, I, I, it wasn't whack to me. That's what's up. Was it, I can was respect it worth that. A 10 year wait. Nah. Yeah, it wasn't worth the wait. All right, so that's where we can finally we can get to it, man. Like you took me a long way to get there, but yes, <laughs> it was not <laughs> worth the wait. <laughs> nah, that could have been a mixtape. It was a mixtape, though, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a discussion for another time, man. Before we get out of here, just real quick, tell me, ghostwriting or biting, man? Which worse? Which is worse? Biting, because ghostwriting, that's business. Okay. And biting, biting is thievery. Okay, I never heard it explained like that. So, I guess I totally agree with that, 100%. Ghostwriting is business, man. Biting is you trying to steal and monetize, so... And Dang. then another thing people don't realize, Biden, like, 
like Jay-Z said, I'm not a writer, I'm a writer for myself and others. If I say a big verse, I'm bigging up my brother. Like, sometimes you will recite somebody else's shit as a tribute to them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like, inspire. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Rappers do that all the time. I don't consider that biting and shit, though. That's but like, that's like paying homage. Too. I'm talking about like I'm talking about like you put out a hot song and then I come and I steal some of your bars. I switch them around. I try to make them sound like me and then I put it out. You're like, yo, nigga, that, I just put that shit out. <laughs> yeah. And the example, per, the prime examples of that is the game and Drake. They do that shit a lot. Yeah, they do jack sounds and shit. But I, I don't like it because they they paying homage. Yeah. Well, man, thank you for joining me today on this edition of All Scarcious. Uh, really appreciate you coming on, uh, JP, a.k.a. Jared Perkins from the Undiluted Podcast. Uh, plug your shit real quick, man, so we can get out of here. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Check out the Undiluted Podcast. It's everywhere, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Stitcher, all that shit, even shit I ain't never heard of. You can find it on most streaming platforms that you can listen to podcasts. Hell yeah, We got man. more shit coming soon. Well, I hope to have you back on again soon and often and shit. You my dude. You my nigga, man. Stay safe out there from the corona, COVID crisis. Stay faithful yes, to yourself. And if you got a significant other, stay faithful to her as well. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. <laughs> stay up, brother. All right, man. Peace. Peace.